0: Central in the Kintech studio, Dan Riccio and Satyar Shah. Been a busy day on the show. A lot to uh, look back on if you're looking for something else to listen to this weekend and you're just coming through to listen to the mailbag. Well, earlier we spoke with Bruce Boudreaux. You can go back and listen to that on the podcast page with whatever podcatcher it is you prefer. Also, Yannick Hansen. And what exactly would the Canucks be prioritizing in a Bo Horvat trade should they go down the road of trading their captain? You can check all of those out on the podcast. This hour is brought to you by Andrew Sherritt Limited, your plumbing and heating wholesaler, a proud family-owned B.C. company helping local business since 1892. All right, it's time for the mailbag. Let's get to it. The whole week is a build-up to the mailbag, you know? So many things happen. People get their questions charted in their notes pad, and then a, they ask them. It's a them, big day. And then as soon as Sat comes in with the question on Twitter, they're just like... It's like three minutes after Sat posts the question, there's 30 questions already there.
1: <laughs> Tons of questions, though. We, we're good to go. I love it. I love it's it. Pe- pe- people are... People? Love to have their questions be answered on the Canucks central mailbag. I mean we've
2: we've made us an institution now. Yeah. That's what you guys are here for. <laughs> <laughs> answer to answer questions. the questions. I'm we'll, just here- we'll we'll start with Ray. Yeah. What's it gonna take to get a Kuzmenko contract done Oof. and would you go long term? Kuzmenko contract. I mean, he keeps scoring. He's going to be worth nine
0: million a season pretty soon.
1: <laughs> well, Kaprizov. Um, I, I still I still look at it and I say um, I'm shading more at five. Uh, yeah, I'd give him you know four times five. Yeah. Or five times five, like you know tw- 20, 25 million or so, with how he's played right now.
0: I, I guess what I would wonder is like it's it's hard to if you are Kuzmenko. It's going to be hard to get like a massive number on, on like having one year on your resume, you know? So, do you, like, would you, the player, want another short term deal? Or do you just take it to the bank and take your 20, 25 million, whatever might be on the table from the Canucks or potentially in free agency? I wonder, I wonder what that would look like. I do think it helps tremendously for the Vancouver Canucks that he's developed such an incredible chemistry with Elias Patterson mm-hmm. and has a clear role on this team that he can succeed in. I think that dude do, that does help the Canucks a ton in this conversation and potentially getting him done before the lure of free agency comes around.
1: The only question with him is, does he finish the season at such a high that his market is going to be, he's looking at Louis Erickson money. Over 30 million, six times six, and, and and it's unlikely because he has no track record, and that's yeah. why even getting 20 to 25 is a lot of money for a guy on a one year who's not Kaprizov, who's very good but not Kaprizov, not quite Panarin, you know, like he's not at that level, but he's very good, but doesn't have a ton of track record, and I'd say usually those guys would actually get closer to 12 to 16 million. That's why I always said about four, you know, like if you're you know you me something along those lines, but you start going to five years, 2025, 20, that's a lot of. Like even him getting twenty twenty five million would be would have been on the higher end of what he would have ever expected. Just because of precedent. Like look at the Mason Marchman contract last year. One year, you know, got four million per season. And now with the way Kuzmenko's playing, that's gonna be higher, but how much higher.
2: Next we'll move to Matt.
0: By the way, it's Ben uh delivering the questions today.
2: Thank you. I'm trying. Yeah. From Do Matt, we job, missed ben. Josh, but <laughs> we, we missed Ben's alright. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Explain the fascination with age gap players as opposed to restocking the pipeline.
1: Um, is Okay, that, that's a great question. The, 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 question the, the question I have to answer this question to the organization is, is it about age gap players or is it about pl- finding young players that you think are close? And I think that's a difference. You know, like I think, I don't think it's like, hey, a guy has to be 24, 25. That's what they're looking for. That's something that uh, I know... Uh, uh, Benning would talk about, and what they're saying is guys under 26 in, in certain cases. But if you're just looking for an age gap, that's where you get into some sort of trouble. Because if you're bypassing the better prospect just because he's not old enough yet, that would be foolish. And I'm not sure that's what they're doing. I hope that's not what they're doing, because I think that's foolish.
0: That that would be foolish. Um, essentially, the argument for the age gap player is they're closer to helping your team now,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? But I think in the NHL nowadays, we all see how much talented young players as early as 20 years of age can can help a roster. So, you know, at the end of the day, uh, <laughs> I'd just prefer you go for the more talented player no matter the age, Um We'll have to see how how they end up handling that. There's no question, you know. That so far the players they have acquired are the age gap types that are closer to helping the team now. But and and they they're looking to sort of grab lightning in a bottle with some of the players that they have gone about acquiring to this point, and hoping one of them hits in a bigger way. Ethan Bear looks like the one that's so far hit best, but. Still uh, still some, some time and some big moves to help determine exactly what types of players they are trying to acquire.
2: Next. Yeah. Bit of a long one here from Sean, but assuming they move Bo, any chance this organization has any interest or foresight into using the remaining cap space to acquire assets and trades to help other teams? Seems like an easy way to acquire draft picks that you can flip for other assets at the draft or in the summer? For this
1: season, as in, like, if you're getting guys on expirings type of deal, and you're retaining a little bit to facilitate a trade, I can see that. I don't see them facilitating trades on with players who have term. Like, I don't think they want to have dead cap on the books for an asset beyond the cap this season. So I could see it. I don't see it on contracts that would extend beyond this year.
0: So... Yeah, that's that's a tough one. You know, like I I don't think this team. It's hard to imagine the Canucks in such a short space of time being able to have the type of cap space that they can weaponize it, so to speak. As was mm-hmm. the uh, the big word a few years ago with with Jim Benning. Um,
1: but like even this year, like I th- I take the question as let's say the Canucks have um, you know three million in cap space and they have about two point seven million in cap space. Can they just take on a player and then trade the player and retain for this year using the cap space you have left just to facilitate a trade for somebody else? Because, I mean, honestly, with with how little cap space is out there, teams might have to do that for a player making $3 million, mm-hmm. where they trade him to another team first to retain half at $1.5 so they can fit the cap hit in. You know what I mean? Like, something along those lines.
0: They, like, they, they could get creative and find ways to, to grab a couple of extra draft picks, but... You know, I, I wonder if let's say they get to the off season and they do have some available cap space. You know, would they be a team that um, you know, takes on a a valuable player that just becomes a a cap casualty? Um, that would be an interesting thing, but it would require a lot of cap space to be shed by
2: that point, uh, and it, that seemed unlikely. So, from Ernest. Is Bo Horvat the biggest trade chip in franchise history over the likes of Kessler, Linden, or Burray when they were traded?
1: No. I mean, okay, you know what Pablo Burray got? Ed Jovanovsky.
0: Yeah. He was pretty good.
1: You know, big time imp- defenseman.
0: Yeah. You talk about
1: What are Canucks looking for? I mean, hey, maybe not Ed Jovanovsky, but like, hey, a top four impact defenseman. That's what Ed Jovanoski was, right? I mean, so no, Burry, as much as, you, you know, the Burry situation was rough, you still got Jovo and you got more back in return as well beyond that. But that was one really good piece you got. And it's going to be tough to beat the Linden trade, you know, and, and McCabe and Bertuzzi and, and those guys, you know, became better assets than anybody thought and turned into everything else. So I don't know about that. But you no, know, I don't think Bo was the best trade chip in Canucks history. Not even close. Jobo Probably like
0: yeah. Jobo was a uh, first overall pick was like 5 years removed from being a first overall pick. Yeah, with the Florida Panthers. So yeah um, <laughs> that that's maybe the type of player that they are uh, looking for in in a Bo Horvat trade but are unlikely to get as I think uh, teams are well, they're a little bit more wary of trading on uh, players of Jovo's ilk, especially for a rental. So that's that's going to be the tough thing. Like, how premium of an asset are you able to get for a rental player in today's market? That's ultimately going to be the biggest hurdle in getting the haul you would, you would hope this team is able to get should they trade their captain.
2: Next, from Kevin. If Bo leaves... Do the Canucks select another captain, or do they just let it play out? And I would let and it I'm play go- out, and I'm going to ask, who would you make captain?
0: Ooh, Ooh okay.
2: I would okay. let it. I would let it play out.
1: Yeah, I would let it let it let it play out as well. So I agree with that. Now, if you had to make a choice on a captain, what would you do? Who would you name captain? That's, I think, an interesting one as well.
0: I'd just go Patterson. <sighs> See, I. I <laughs>
1: He'd be, what, my 24 take, at that point? Yeah, yeah no, to- totally. No, My take has has always been that, hey, early on was, hey, make Pedersen the captain long-term, like he's the guy. I wonder if that's his personality. And, and maybe the best argument is, like, make it your personality, take it on, and take on the challenge, embrace it, and become the guy, you know? But I'm just not sure he's there yet. I'm not sure he's ready yet. And maybe this year he's a lot closer, and we can't say for sure, you know, obviously, because we're not in the room. And, and maybe he's a step closer to it. I want to wait because I want Pedersen to be the guy. I'm just not sure he's ready for it yet.
0: Um, like, I, I don't know if Pedersen is, is ever going to be... I don't know how I should put this. But, like, you know, he's a, he's kind of um similar to Bo in that he's not giving you a ton when he's talking to the media and things of that nature, he's not going to be a rah-rah type of leader. He doesn't seem like he's he's that type of a player. Um, it's it's hard to know exactly how he is behind the closed doors of the locker room. Uh, I've heard differing things on that front um, personally, but at the end of the day, I think especially if you give him the eight-year contract like we were talking about on yesterday's mm-hmm. show, sat. And he's the best player on the team. He's clearly the guy that drives the bus on this team. To me, it would be either him or Hughes. I-, I wouldn't really think too much beyond one of those two players.
1: I'd be there, too, in terms... Like, I think one of those two guys is who you want to be the next captain. Now, the question is, can they be that?
0: But I'd, I'd let it play out so that one of them could grow into the role a little mm-hmm. bit more.
2: Fair enough. Yeah. From Discount Dracula... What's your favorite Christmas gift you've ever gave somebody? <laughs> I've ever given somebody? Yeah, sorry. Oh
0: wow. That's tough. The best?
1: The best Christmas gift you ever given your, anybody? Your
2: favorite. Doesn't have to be the best. Like just, you know,
0: your favorite. That I've ever given somebody. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm a terrible gifter. Yeah. Like just being honest with myself, I am not a good gifter. So you're like Boudreaux. you need the list. You're um, just gonna get uh, what's on the oh, list. I am a hundred percent like big, big list like Brucey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> big list. Hun, give me a list of three things you would like, and uh, don't expect too many surprises there okay. for for Christmas.
1: I will say okay, so so getting um Jimmy Choo Shoes from our girlfriend. <laughs> I'd say those would be the ones. Ah my the favorite
2: kid. winning strategy. I mean, that's definitely going to gonna get you some, some points in the book. Yeah. I'm not going to
0: lie. It's not a bad gift.
2: Keeping on the Christmas theme from AJ, name your top three holiday movies. Ooh, holiday movies.
0: Can I go Home Alone 1 and 2? I'll allow it. Yeah. Holiday uh, Home Alone 1 and 2, and uh, I'll disagree with Bruce Boudreaux. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Rounding out the top three with Die Hard.
1: Uh, Home Alone one and two. I mean, I I do have to go. I, I throw Die Hard into it because I, I just want to see Die Hard um, <laughs> on, on Christmas. Die Hard's so um, good,
0: man! What a movie! Incredible,
1: incredible. Uh, Hans Gruber put,
0: has to be one of the best villains in in movie yeah, history.
1: I, I put Bad Santa into that list as well because you need a raunchy comedy as oh, well. Yeah, Bad Santa. And Santa's then Home Alone. Good. And then Home Alone because you know you got to have one of the a you know, heartfelt, yeah, normal, funny. A Christmas movie. So that's my top three.
0: Home Alone's the crowd pleaser, man. Could never yeah, go wrong it, it with Home never Alone. never misses.
2: It never, never misses. misses. Yeah.
1: You get a bit of everything. That's my top three. That way you can, you know, you have
2: some variety. Sad has a balanced team.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Gremlins is pretty good, too. If, if I'm going for an off-the-board yeah. pick, Gremlins is a, is a
2: personal fave. Okay. Um, what's worse from Discount Dracula? The feeling of a paper cut or your foot falling to sleep? Ooh, paper
1: cut. Yeah, because you can walk. You can walk off. Uh, you know, your foot falling asleep pretty quickly. It's I not feel too bad. I pretty
2: silly just shaking my foot around though. Like my hand been like, "What's going on?"
1: <laughs> the hand. The worst is when you sleep on it and then you wake up and you can't move. Oh, and that like is awful. You're like, That's and then you're like, wait, one. like you're like, wait, did I sleep on it or did something worse happen? Like, you know,
2: like what? why it's do I not horrible. have feeling in the left side of my arm? <laughs> but yeah,
0: exactly. Uh, yeah. The foot falling asleep is, is a tough one. Sometimes you really got to shake it awake, but... Pa- paper cuts are so annoying.
1: They're uh, so annoying. like You got to like, wear Band-Aids, your blood gets everywhere and stuff. Like, and then just people so ask annoying. you,
2: why do you have a Band-Aid? And you're like, I have a paper cut. It feel yeah. super awesome saying that. <laughs> it's so stupid. Cardboard cuts are tough.
1: Oh, those are, wait, Cardboard cuts can be gnarly,
0: though. Oh, man, they are so bad. When I used yeah. to work at the old sports memorabilia shop, man. The worst. You know what? Like the worst place to get a paper cut is in between your fingers. For oh, sure. Yeah, worst. Oh, yeah. the
2: Horrible.
0: worst. No, you're done.
2: Oh. We'll move on to Corbin here with some food question. With a oh, food please. question.
0: Love great good food question. I'm getting hungry. It's Are we that
2: team ton. lasagna or baked spaghetti?
0: Oh, man.
1: Oh, lasagna. I
2: thought Riccio would love uh, this one. Team lasagna. lasagna. Who's lasagna. going
0: baked spaghetti? Not know. me. <laughs> Couldn't be me. Dude, like, Very I, quick answers. I, I don't know. Pasta al forno? Like, okay, I'm, I'm I'm a fan, but I'm not, like, the biggest fan. Lasagna, I'm picky at restaurants, but if I'm making my own lasagna, it's great. I'll take that. I don't think you
2: can go to a restaurant and order lasagna. No, though. it's ter- terrible. That's it's, weird. It's never good. Can't do you that. know,
0: It's never good. Anyways. Cool. Lasagna all day.
2: Moving to the city of Vancouver non Canucks what's the worst parking lot in Vancouver Ooh, I oh, saw God. this special okay it was good it was a good special. Could,
1: it could be our honestly it could be works underground parking <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, okay so like uh on a previous show somebody mentioned go to the crystal mall food court uh-huh have you ever been inside the crystal mall parking lot
1: no I have not I oh, listened
0: to this
2: episode I remember hearing this it Okay. It's
0: a nightmare. All right? <laughs> like I don't even know how to properly describe this place, but it is it's a circle. There's like two separate layers of parking, so like the inner circle and the outer circle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm just like going through this place. Who designed this? What and there's also on? not enough spots for everybody. So it's just an absolute nightmare scene for everybody involved not a fan of crystal mall and that and that parking lot
2: a passionate answer there.
0: oh man it is <laughs> you know what i give me goosebumps I, I, just thinking about it it's
2: so awful. uh that that does
1: sound really bad i can't i can't right now it's hard for me to think of one like that, the closest one I could think of. We had our fantasy hockey draft at the um, Lowheat Village Bar and Grill, which was it was great. We, we okay. went there and everything, but then there was the parking behind it, and it was a nightmare. <laughs> like I've have n- never been to a more confusing parking area, and it has one exit and entrance. And if you go into the parking area, you gotta like try to do a three way turn to get back out between tightly parked cars. So I'd say that area was was a disaster.
0: Uh, there's there's one other that I would give an honorable mention. Uh, it's at Kingsway and Fraser. I don't know. There's a Brooklyn there, Sal Ilimont. You know, on, on Kingsway, right after like the uh, Savio Volpe and all those places. That parking lot is... Don't do it. Avoid it. It's a terror. Like Getting in and out of there is just like, why why am I here? Why did I choose this upon myself? I don't need this stress, but I just brought this stress upon myself by coming into this parking lot. I would have been better off parking on the street. Why is there even a parking lot here when it is this poorly constructed? It doesn't make any sense
2: whatsoever. My God. I gotta say, the parking situation for our stadiums isn't horrible compared to the rest of North America. You look at those Images of Dodger Stadium after a oh, game. Yeah. That that's a nightmare. From John, what's the most useful thing you own?
0: Wow, my bed? The most useful thing I own?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, the bed. <laughs> it's good. Good. <laughs> good, good answer. Uh, it's good good answer. I got I recently bought a storage bed frame and the storage comes in so much handy. Oh, Does huge. It? Oh yeah. yeah. Vancouver apartment. Yep. Huge. Yeah. Huge yeah uh big win there big win so i i would agree there uh most useful i mean i recently got a coffee gift. maker yeah what did uh, you get uh sp- espresso machine is huge yes that's very useful for me um uh, i can't remember it was a year ago two years ago i, I don't know uh gifted uh one of those like fancy hour place pans because I, I like to cook at home i use that thing like i use one pan to cook everything it's amazing so it's a so gift. You very different. useful. It's a gift I would give to other people if I knew they were coo- like they there enjoyed cooking. I like cooking.
2: It's I was like going to say, "therapeutic." I was going to say, "my you know? phone." That's pretty useful. Yeah. Well, the
1: phone is yeah. useful. I mean, I guess we got our phones from work. Is it technically our property or <laughs> work's property?
2: Like, I don't know. It's <laughs> good. Good question. <laughs> we'll end on this last one from Matt. Is there something popular now that annoys you?
0: Something popular now that annoys me. Hmm. Mm. That wasn't popular before, like Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> that could be it. Um, something popular now that annoys me. All this parking lot talk really annoyed me. Are you a
2: Mariah Carey song <laughs> fan? That's popular. Yeah, but it annoys a lot of people. I generally I'm okay with Christmas music. You know, in like, the spirit, like to
0: get into the festive mood. Kinda, of, but not really. Something popular now that annoys me. Interesting one.
1: That's a, that's a really good one. Um, I'm sure there's gonna be something. Axe I mean, throwing. Axe throwing.
0: Like, why well, is it a thing? I don't know. <laughs> why is it a thing? <laughs> it's just darts with axes. Why do we all have this like? <laughs> why do we all have this like inner want to be a lumberjack? You know, like you're not Johnny Canuck. You shouldn't be drinking beer and throwing axes at a wall.
1: Did you see that, that? I saw this one TikTok. So some, somebody threw an axe and it bounced back and almost hit them. Yes. Like,
0: no, I'm I'm good. I saw no, that. That's Have you ever been axe throwing? <laughs> no, I'm. It's good. fun for like three seconds. You're like, oh, cool, and then it's like, oh, this is dangerous. <laughs> this is. This is <laughs> da- There's definitely <laughs> rules. <laughs> stay behind the line. Yes, stay behind the line. I'm much more like you know, give me give me the give me the mini putt golf simulator. I'm, I'm good. Don't don't need the. Uh, don't need the axe throwing.
1: Duncan says Kanye West. That's a good one. That's a really good one. <laughs> Kanye is. I don't know how popular now. he is now.
0: But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah fa- fair enough. Uh, some some really good texts on the worst parking lots. Metrotown parking lot or the parking lot at Richmond Costco. That's from uh, from Ian. It's a good shout. That is good. I'm not a Costco guy, so I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily know.
1: No. I, mean, I I'm surprised you're not a Costco guy. Especially now that, you know, you have a vehicle. You could easily yeah, go to Costco it's, it's and back. Yeah. It's just
0: it's the Vancouver apartment thing, you know. What what do I need? 700, you know, rolls of toilet paper for? i like, I have nowhere to put this.
1: <laughs> no, what about the storage under your bed? I don't I don't no. have a
0: giant like I don't have anywhere to put a giant box of cereal.
1: Jumbo socks.
0: <laughs> I don't have a freezer where I can, you know, like just throw in a slab of meat.
1: You might have to look into more space, Dan. Yeah, I might.
0: <laughs> might just go for uh. Anyways, uh, if anybody's got a uh, storage, uh, storage, uh, extra storage, you know, one of those places, I don't know, storage locker, storage locker. Yes, that's the word I was looking for. There
1: we go. Or can you just borrow cabinet space at somebody's <laughs> <Yes>. house?
0: <laughs> the next door neighbor. You have some sugar. Uh, all right. Uh, listen, this is a weird <laughs> question. Do you have sugar, or can I? Do you have a place I can put my sugar? Nope. No. Uh all right. All right. All right. I'm clearly done for the day and the week. <laughs> for producers Ben and Josh, my co-host Satyar Shah. I'm Dan Riccio. You've been listening to Canuck Central.